Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! marketing. It's money. I need some energy. But it's a podcast and we're here. So a little behind the scenes. We started out really well and we had technical difficulties. So we had to come back. So this is going to wrap up as we go. Don't call it level. a comeback. I've been here for years. That is that is a, that is a, a, a musical number. It's more like don't call it a comeback. I've been here for about five minutes. Yeah. But anyway, we're excited to talk to you today. Wherever you may be, whatever journey you might be on, if you're mapping your customer's journey this morning, or if you're in the parking lot picking up trash before the day starts, either way, it's a marketing journey. I know a guy that does that. Shout out. Not, Shout no name shall be mentioned. But Shout out the, to, to Big to, Willie. The, 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 the trash man. Yeah, he'll, he'll be listening on Friday, and he'll be like, why? Happens to bank at a college town, has to go get the liquor bottles that make their way into the parking lot. But he runs a clean shop, though. I like Kid it. Proud of him. Shop. Proud of his effort. Proud of him. He does the dirty work, literally and figuratively. Gets yes. it done. Gets it done. All right. What? Uh, what's in the? Wait. We we've had a podcast or two on on something called cryptocurrency. It seems that all of a sudden our uh, our foresight has now become true, as in it's the hot thing out there these days. Go back and listen to them. We have a couple on there if you want to know our thoughts of where it's going and what's going on in the Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Ripple space. If you want to as say of that. today. Well, as of last week, last yeah. Thursday, it was off the. You couldn't even get on your wallet to do anything. Mm-hmm. For those that have good. wallets, let's refresh it. Every time you mention that, I got to look at. So let's see what I'm doing. Nah. Well, anyway, we we give no investment advice, nor are we qualified to either one of us. So we're not telling you to do anything with it. We're just discussing that it has gone well, haywire lately. Hey, all I can tell you is if you if. Go back in time and tell yourself to buy it. That, well, that, I could do only, that with a hundred and fifty. Yeah, do that with well, a thousand things. And while you do that, go back and buy some um, Amazon, Apple, some Apple, Apple and yeah. maybe Facebook, whatever yeah. else. Is, maybe make a bet on a game that you now in the future know the outcome yeah, to. That's all you have to back do. to the future. Was that the second one or the third yeah, one? Yeah, that's the second one. Where he goes to the future and yeah, he becomes sport, a, and, and predicted the Cubs winning the World Series. Sports Illustrated should have laid some money down on that too. Mm. They had the two year guarantee that. Uh, the Dodgers would win the World Series this year. Anyway, we hmm. always try to make it a sports podcast. I try to make it a crypto podcast, but it's not. It's a bank marketing pod. It's not. It's a financial services podcast about marketing. marketing. Yeah. What you want to talk about today? You know, we talked about social media. I think something that we're doing really well right now that we could share a little knowledge on. It is king, and we've talked about it. But let's let's hard to go back to some of the. I mean, we got to go back to subjects and, and continue to advance because the marketing world changes. But but content is something I think that that some that people could learn learn a thing or two from us about content. Yes. Yeah, because uh, we do it. Everybody's talking about it. You know, this is the new big data, social media, millennial. And we got a bunch of people out there selling it. We got some people just packaging it and popping it out for you to be able to pop back onto your I want site. A content package. Will you send me a content package? 
I I do regularly. <laughs> um, but I think some people are missing the boat by making like repurposing a bunch of generic content. It's hard. I mean, this is one of those things that you know, as we have more than one bank client for Mabus Agency, what you know, how do you write one for? <laughs> Uh, the same thing about, you know, so cryptocurrency is really popular right now and that would help our SEO and all that. So how do you write a piece of content for your compliance would love you giving an article about cryptocurrency? Well, just describing what's going on, just, just plugging into the, what is it? What's the blockchain? You know, that kind of stuff. What's the other potential uses, which they're strangely more potential uses for it than, than coins. But, you know, so you're a bank in, um, the Northeast U.S. and then um, the Midwest and and um, you know whatever the Southeast and you want to all three institutions want to put out content. It's kind of all the same game, so it's it's difficult. It's not as easy. It's not as easy as it seems at face value. It is, and there's also the struggle which we discussed the other day between banking SEO content mm-hmm. that is typically very boring to read but if you have the words that then raise your optimization your score have you want to call it uh, then you write that but then no one wants to read it but it's it but if they search it it raises your score on the other hand you've got uh, maybe more buzzfeed style stuff or friendly pop culture content top 10 list cookbook stuff you know whatever recipes that might get a lot of eyeballs but do they translate into raising your score so there's a there's a business argument and then there's like a marketing argument I well, guess. And, then, and then there's a deeper discussion under all of those that's the it discussion having talked to several banks lately that have asked me about content management systems this is having a content management system is at odds with bank security for one sole reason because it has content there has to be a login to manage it and that is i'm doing air quotes dangerous there is not a platform out there that I would put my guarantee on that anybody would really sign off on. Like, this is completely secure because it has a login. If, if you have a crappy password, somebody can get into it. So there's the malware risk, the reputational risk that I see. My password is ABAB, up, down, up, down, one, two, three. Wasn't that it? Was that, wasn't that the old code? The, the Contra code? <laughs> Which I can hardly remember because that was in the late 80s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you had to to even play that game. You had to have unlimited lives. But there is this thing that to even be able to do content that I really think the functionality of content and then the security oversight of banks are at odds. So to even get launched and to create content, and you know, content. Let's go ahead and it's not just written content. I think so many people think blogs and all that. It's you know, this podcast is content. Um, video content. Then there's narrative content. The promotional content, like like bankers talking to the camera but where are you going to put it are you going to put it on youtube and then reference it does it go to your site well and how are you, you building con- social media traffic well and how do you convert i think that's where when i sit down with the the folks that i report to how do you get it bank, done they, yeah they say oh those are, those are some cool ads oh, or that's a cool video or that's a neat thing you did to five second awareness drive to this but how does it convert to business well i think there are four components maybe five one is location of the content is it your site is that is a content management system is it youtube is it facebook and your where are you driving the traffic then there's the production of the content writing it producing it recording it whatever and then there's the conversion aspect of it like does it work does it open accounts does it 
you know, yeah, what's your goal? It may not be to open accounts. It right. may be to build your Facebook or, or make rep, reputation risk right. that you have. A, you need to grow your reputation. And then the fourth so. one I would say is is which is really tied to conversion, but is it trackable? What is what is the testable true, and the, trackable? Is is the true trackability testability the the ability the the analyzability to make up a word? Look at Josh going tactical it. today. Can I go strategy and you be tactical well, today? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll fl- Nobody knows which one of us is. Which anyway, so thank God. <laughs> but but I mean, those four things. Can you convince your IT department to to put it on your website? If you can't, what's your second plan? Then what are you going to do to produce it? We've talked a lot about producing content. So let's let's I would say let's skip that. You can go see or listen to at least a couple of podcasts about producing content. Maybe we'll come back to it. But then does it convert? And, and then how do you track that conversion and um, and perpetuate that system? We'll skip the the production because that's. I just said that. I'm saying. Good idea. I'm moving to the next part okay. in your four part series over there. Jokey. Is that what I did? Did I just repeat you when I'm on the that's, other? That's chair? what you always do. You okay. just repeat it. I'm not. And used I don't to call it. you out because I'm not rude. But I mean, whatever. If if you I'm want a, to do that, that's fine. I'm rude. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, so let's talk about producing content. <laughs> Totes talk. Anyway, conversion. Yeah, uh, that's I've I've told you this. I've said it on past things and speak it, speakings. The, those speaking things we do. Uh, converting is where I see the biggest mistakes bank banks make. If I can say that, <laughs> speaking. I think they either try to convert too hard and they make it way too promotional, so there has no like value, or then they well, it's just poof in the air. Well, well so here's the ad, here's the content, and it drives you to a homepage. Mm. that doesn't meet the message mm. or they drive you to something that doesn't match up with what you were looking for because you saw it. Uh, if, if I'm going to watch a, a video on a small business customer and at the end it's going to drive me to something, is it, is it an application to convert? Is it meet this banker and talk about it? Or is it, here's our homepage with free checking or rewards checking or whatever it is, and it doesn't match where you're driving. So so when you, set up camp- when you set up campaigns, because this is my big beef with every bank I see do this, have a landing page or somewhere that drives them to convert. If it's an app, if but it's this- more questions, if it's set up a meeting, but something that converts. Don't just, oh, hey, here's a great thing. Now go to our website and check us out. Well, you didn't do anything Well, for two me. things. One, if you're listening and you're like, and you're not doing this and you say that sounds stupid, it, it yes, it's, 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 it's foolish. I wouldn't say stupid because the people doing it might be listening. But it is what happens. But here's, I think, what happens. Not because they're stupid, not because they're foolish, not because they're ignorant. I think it goes back to implementation. They literally don't have a platform, a website, or a conversion platform that they can drop people onto because of that security issue. You don't have a content platform that is nimble enough and robust enough to actually build that other page, like slash checking. And this all goes back to trackability, too. All this is tied together that... Um, all right, so I've got an ad about free checking. I think people just have to do it because their systems are so crappy. I mean, look, guys, I'm sorry to say this and be this honest, but go just Google bank websites. They ain't good, y'all. There's a lot of room for improvement. There are very few really good ones. Sorry, if you think 
prove me wrong, email me, show me yours. I'll celebrate with you, and we'll feature it in the next podcast. And we'll say, look at these people that are yeah, that, they're setting so trends. If you hear this and you say, we have a great website, I want to e- see Email it. us. And there are good There are marketing, great ones. Marketingmoneypodcast.com. Send us a link. Say, check out our site. And we'll and if you want, say give us feedback. If you don't even want us mm-hmm. to mention it, we won't. But that's but a, out of six thousand. Yeah, out of six thousand, there's I would, like five. I would I would take the. You're gonna be more generous than I. Am, I would but say, say I would like say a hundred. But a hundred out of six thousand are passable websites. But why? I don't think it's because the marketers are bad. I don't think it's because their aesthetics are bad. I think because there's this it's security, legacy systems, and everything working together. The, security. the set vendors. The security, and then this, then security, and the executive management, then security. Yeah, and then some of them just aren't even mobile. Yeah, that, well, that drives me crazy because if you see any trend, they've it's X now on the so, scale. So my point is I don't think it's a personal, necessarily a personal screw we can attribute it to. I think it's just, well, look, i got to friggin' market my bank. Well, so here's your way around it is create a content site or landing pages that connect to the that have a link to your app or whatever opens mm-hmm. the account to convert. It does add a step, but, but it does, but it it doesn't the drop off and attrition from the content will will lessen. Well, it depends on how good it is. And if you're going to drop them to a crappy site eventually anyway cuz it's the one you're saddled with, why not show them some eye candy on the way and at least get them in a good mood? Yeah. I agree, and, and so you can check out RenaissanceNation.com. I mean, it's a pure content site, but um, you'll see that begin to expand into. Um, and we got a lot of content coming down the pipe in 2018 on that, and and some of our conversion will be uh, what you won't see on Renaissance Nation, but would you'll see on mobile if you watch something at the end instead of just dropping off, it may push to a bank location or it may push you to a banker talking to you about what you just watched and. If you liked what you saw and want to do this yourself, go here. Yeah, and you have to be interested to engage. That's the other thing, as a consumer. Yeah. So it doesn't work on the person there just checking it out. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. That implementation, I would say, is the, I mean, obviously, it's the foundation. It's that bedrock. So finding out your system. Can you not necessarily go rogue, but can you create something over here to the side that doesn't have to have as much security. Still, there's the reputation risk. Can somebody hack it and put up, you know, whatever. Um, double birds. Yeah, double birds, <laughs> bank. You know, somebody hates banks and puts up banks suck. Can you do it within your environment, your your executive management, IT security environment? Will they allow you to do that? But just don't even tie it to online banking. One of the things that, um, that we found is the vast majority of people across banks, not just um, Renaissance Bank, they go to your bank website just to log into online banking. We're sitting there trying to sell them other stuff. While we completely missed the boat with the consumers out here, that if you do have an advertising and marketing budget, that we're actually paying to advertise to that, you know, in many cases make up only five to ten percent of the traffic that goes to that homepage anyway. Well, I would just by dilution. If you're over a website in marketing, go pull your your stats, your data, your deets, whatever you want to call them, digits, and look at it and you'll learn, I believe, or at least we've learned from the sites I've seen and, and looked at as well as our own, is that your website could almost be Google and with that just open space, just the in. open space would just be a login. Feel Cause, lucky. Because about 95% of your traffic, they're just going to log in. And so, yeah, changing up your slider, changing up your look every once in a while to maybe catch them to promote something. You and know, why not, not do it? Because you yeah. should. Keep it fresh. But Especially th- in the cross-sell. But I think what, uh, what I've learned, and this is my new pro tip secret is that bank hey, wet. Yeah, this is a secret. Shh, shh, you know we're competing against these people. So, so, yeah, yeah, so. so that was the secret. That was the secret. 
Did you write it down? Did you catch it? Did you catch it? I'm not sharing my secrets because I compete against half y'all listening to this. If I give you my battle plan, you'll sink my ship. Now you have to say something. I have to say something. Yeah, like... My point is, realize that your website ain't how you're going to sell stuff, so figure out another way. Right. But but it still has to be... It has to be there. It has to be a website, but not your core banking website. Uh, You've got too much um, tied up in it. I mean, just like I said, kind of come over here. I hate to say this, and I mean, don't get yourself fired, but but even setting up something to test it, to drive through maybe a campaign-driven site. But the thing is, if... Five advertising checking accounts. 5% are looking at your site for something. 5%. 95% are just coming right. there to log in. Again, it's just dilution. Now, They're going there to log in. Your number should be vastly overweighted in going to online banking because that's, I mean, that's just a nature. It's part of the product. So, so let's say you've got this kind of sidecar separate campaign website, XYZ bank checking, and you're, you're out here with a marketing campaign, content campaign, putting it out on social media. You're driving somebody to this and then when you get there it's all about checking what do we have around around helping somebody convert from that they're there well and this is the other thing i find real funny about bank marketing things like a website is the app the mobile app because every people say well first of all unless you're a client you normally can't even get on the app to check like some people say well our app's better than wells fargo's app or wells fargo's app's better than bank of america or bank of america's better than regions or renaissance better than bank everyone's is acceptable I can't go look at theirs unless I go to six banks and open up accounts. So banks within their ecosystem almost have a monopoly on their app usage because no one can check the other one unless you go open an account. It would be cool can't if, you compare. Had, if you had an awesome app, if you had like a little virtual phone and like you step people through it. I don't know who has an app good enough to do that. Well, but when it but that's my other thing is... I mean, they're all solid. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're solid because they tactically perform the way the consumer expects it. They want to be able to check a balance, transfer money, deposit a check, make a P2P transaction perhaps, um, look at their mortgage, their debt, whatever they have on there, maybe do a PFM where they can see a balance and a budget and move money around and, and you know decide where their spending habits lie and how they can improve. But I mean, that's the core of what a financial services app does and should do. And I, I hear a lot of partners, vendors, whatever, that come and say, well, we have an app that does this and can do this and get points. And I'm like, it sounds cool for a cool thing. I don't know that the average consumer just, I mean, they've got Amazon. They've got Groupon, if it's and still a Mint. thing. And Mint. And so, like, just give them the thing. They're going to open that up, flip through, check their balance, maybe transfer, do whatever, close it and go. Now, there's other vendors, I'm sure, that may list the podcast and go, no, we have that. And they can. I'm not saying you can't add to it. Yeah, but. But making a big sea change, it's there. There's a there's a there's core services that you don't want to gum up because that's what you, the vast majority of your consumer expects. Yeah, but you know how you see people dropping people on a homepage, banks dropping dropping a consumer, a potential consumer on a homepage. I see people that get so caught up in that vendor sales pitch about what this thing, this add-on can do, that they promote it above what the person, what ninety plus percent Wants. of the people are actually using. And I'm just like. Uh, guys, I mean, I, do you? They're remember, here to check their balance. Do you remember when people first started selling apps, and websites, and they wanted to add like weather and news and stock tickers and all these like little like I was like, we mean back when they first started. I got that, a request for <laughs> for, for, today? for the damn date and time on a website. Like, oh, because it's not on the computer, it's not on your phone. I mean, it's hey banks. I know that y'all have date and time sign on your big sign out front that you pay the time ridiculous. They got the temperature upkeep, outside. Up, up, upkeep updates on. If you have your but temperature, you 
outside your bank. Uh, that's okay. Like, I really don't have as big of a problem with that. I well, mean, because I, you drove up and then decided you needed your coat well, because you, di- you well, didn't know the time when you left your house? Like, is it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's information you really, I mean, maybe your car it, has. It's really good when the temp's inside the bank. Yeah. So you can see that it's 72 degrees when you go inside. But maybe that's a better way to do it. But if you, <laughs> but if you have it on your website, come on, guys. You don't need the date. Well, you don't need the time on the website. No. Really, all you need is a lock-in, because that's about 95% of your traffic is doing. Mm-hmm. And the other 5% are just probably other banks looking around to see what you have that they don't have. Yep. <laughs> Competitive analysis. Look at, look at the IP addresses and see where everyone's coming from and go, uh-oh, those, those guys aren't customers. Those are people just doing comparisons. We've got you set up. We're helping you convert. Let's talk a little bit about trackability and what to do with it. You know, one of the big things that I see people selling, and I'm not crapping on this as a, as a technique. I hope not. I don't need you crapping on anything anymore. I'm crapping my pants, not on this as a technique. <laughs> Disgusting. You brought it up. I, I didn't bring up that. I think you did. Nope. Um, is A-B testing, and I'm not laughing. I am laughing at it, kind of. Uh, it is a valid thing. But let's just walk through when you would do that. Like, I've got two offers. Which one's going to perform better? And and we do A B we test things all the time, but it's not it's rarely a fifty fifty split. Normally we take about ten percent and test this thing that we just really don't know that could be a make or break. Not usually one too like similar better than the other. Yeah, though. but not like too like uh should we put money in savings or accounts or checking accounts? Well, I don't know. Executive management told me to get deposits up. So I'm just gonna get deposits up. I get it in, in retail and like Man, this, retail deposits are tough. But They're I'm talking tough. about in like Snickers, like yeah. a Snickers bar with this packaging versus this one where you're selling a bunch of low margin things. And look, bank banking is not as high margin as the public believes it to be, but it's still not a package good. So I think some people have have whipped it up whipped us up into a frenzy. Again, not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying at some point we're supposed to know what we're well, doing. you don't have a package good. And so it's – are you testing the placement on your website? Rate? Will people buy a 2% rate if over we, a 1.3? If we make it red or blue when we put it on the website. I mean, that, and test it. Is it at the top right corner or the bottom left Well, corner? I'll say this. If you're having that discussion and you're saying basis points – you need to stop and go back to you consumer are, jargon. Lost. I can talk basis points. I can talk economic terms with you, but I, I've been in too many meetings where it's, it's, it's a half a point. And I don't, that's not the way consumers talk first. But you know that finding out what is successful, I would say it's more along the lines in the tracking side of you need. It's more about finding the balance of your content for your audience um, because you might have a very serious CNI type audience that you need to give substantive um, content who doesn't want jokey like herd mentality of life your new clients are going to tend to favor your current clients unless you have a sea change in your marketing and leadership and decide to change strategy and so my advice on that which is sort of in the content conversion area is pull data on your bank see who your average customer is if you've got a customer base that is 80 percent 50 60 70 years old you probably don't need hot new coolish looking millennial marketing and vice versa if you go back and look and your client base is is much younger than what it is you probably don't need to be doing bank trips and senior 
gold checking and all that stuff. And I know that sounds like common sense, but you'd be amazed at how many times you can pull the data of a checking product and look at how you're marketing it, marketing it, and you're marketing it to a demographic that's completely out of your product. And I, I, I've had a lot of bank peers say, well, look at this and tell me what you think about this. And I look at it and I go, you're marketing to, you know, to the Rolls Royce crowd when your clients in this checking account are McDonald's customers. Yeah. Oh, I talked about this so strange, an outside example. So about six years ago, I was able to talk to some of the people involved with this. You know this, and I got the answer or an answer on it today. It's not the answer. About six or seven years ago, I was in Walmart in the frozen aisle. And their great value, the store brand, luckily it's safe to say now that everybody's been to a Walmart probably, but their, their great value is their store brand. The packaging design looked better than any, like Stouffer's, Marie Callender, any of the competitors. And I was like, wow, great design, took pictures of it, you know, um, photography was great. And so I've carried this around in the back of my head for five or six years because in a in a ridiculous amount of time, in an amount of time that you knew they threw away product, or I don't know, it turns pretty fast, so I don't know. Let's say six weeks. It may have been six months for all I know. Great value goes back to the cheap, generic store brand looking packaging. And I was like, I wonder what happened there? Because I noticed that change take place. I was like, did Stouffer's get mad? Like, how dare you, Walmart, the come consumer. in? Come in. And so I talked today, strangely enough, to walmart merchandising people and they said we don't know exactly what happened i don't you know <laughs> six years ago it, yeah. yeah they said but i'll tell you this stouffer's didn't get mad about it because the the buying power of walmart stouffer's doesn't call up walmart and say how dare you so i'll bet what it was was the consumer thought the product the the on a budget i've got a hundred and ten dollars that person wasn't sophisticated enough to look at the price tag. It just looked too expensive. Yeah. And it didn't look like what they were used to buying because they're not going in with this complex, sophisticated mindset. It's, they're looking for what they know. It's, it's lizard budget. Yeah. I mean, I go in, I bought this, it was in this place. They might even go to the place they bought it, like muscle memory and reach for it, like that's not it, and never look at the price and see it's still $1.77. And so he said, I can tell you what happened because Walmart's tracking that to the penny. They saw like a 0.02% dip and went, boom, change it back. Yeah. And and that's a great example of what I think banks should do sometimes is they get – now, if you change your website layout or something, you're going to get a, a some pushback at first because people are used to things. But again, look at your products, pull the people that are in it by demo, age – even gender is 50. I mean, you might find some stuff there, but age is one. And you go look and you say, are we marketing to 25-year-olds and everyone in this checking account are, are 50 plus? Are we marketing to 50-year-olds and everyone in this checking account is are right out of college because of some trigger in it? And when you find that golden kind of thread through it, that's when you're going to hit your conversion on marketing to the right demo because it makes me – I can't tell you how many times I've said, well, why isn't this like this? And you pull the numbers and you go, because you're marketing to the wrong demo. Right. And, and so what drives – that well we've talked about executive management sorry if you're listening executive management i hope you don't behave this way ours doesn't we love uh, um <laughs> they are saying who the banker who the client who they, should what be. they want their, that's another thing is there's a lot of executive management that want 
there's a client in their mind and they want to see that client in their bank. Yeah, I know they're profitable because that's my buddy or whatever. Or you go to a, a conference. He's a great client. He drinks coffee in the bank every day. Yeah. <laughs> or you go to a conference and they blow smoke up your rear end about millennials. You think you have to go market to millennials. Well, millennial advertising, when you find out just in your geographic area, you're in a retirement community in um, Ocala, Florida. Yeah. And there are no millennials there. Yep. I know you're like, would somebody really do that? Absolutely. Yes, I've seen it happen. Absolutely. And hopefully I'm not talking to people that are doing it. And hopefully if you are, you're like, go pull the I'm stats not going to tell checking anybody. Find out who your average we found account look. is. There was a particular checking account for a bank that we found that um, basically people were opening it online, getting um, um, maxing out their overdraft in an ATM, pulling it out, and then moving on, and then telling all their buddies about it. And so you go look at the – it's basically a, a, a fraud product. Yeah. You've and created you a fraud by, product. It, it, this was you know about a decade ago, but if you find <laughs> – just doing those analytics, it was like, look at the adoption on this. And you think, oh, we're sophisticated, we're tracking that, but nobody's tracking the loss associated with it because two different departments were looking at two different metrics. One department's high-fiving over open rates, and the other department, somebody's getting fired because fraud of overdraft. And, yeah, volume. fraud and overdraft and all types of things that you shouldn't be doing. And then pressing. nobody – it took them – not an insignificant amount of time to get together, but it was like, oh, look how many accounts we opened. Yeah, look how much money we lost. Yep. I mean, so you're and you're, stuff like that happens, and you can be a hero within your institution. I mean, really, just finding. I mean, we've told you the dumb, and it is dumb story about taking just segmenting out people who had checking accounts but no savings accounts, and sending marketing and asking them to get a savings account open, set an open record for that. Yep. And those accounts actually had money in them. They were not fraudulent. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was actually better. Yeah, but um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to repeat if you can't because yep. I know it's been four. Well, your four things. Give me four your, give me your four implementations. Launch it. Get find a way to launch a content a content driven site. If that fails, look at a social media platform. If you're gonna be video, then definitely look at YouTube. Definitely look at Facebook, Instagram. Figure out how to drive those to conversion. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is added. LinkedIn. A video too. Figure out whatever is gonna hold your content. Don't give up. It's your people won't let you. On your site go find a way to do it then figure out what that conversion is how do you get them into a thing that's number two um are you linking i mean you're linking them straight to a checking account sign up is your app good all of that look at that hmm i, I was on a roll you were you were good you had create oh oh we we skipped two that you skipped two. Yeah, we, well, we, we agreed to I'm skip. Listening, no, we agreed to skip two. Production. Production. Produce. Make sure it's a Get your environment, implement it, and produce it. represents your brand well. Right. Sorry. Go back and listen to other podcasts about how to produce content. Um, convert and then track it. Track it. Test it. Test it. Track it. Test it. Track it. Test it. Track it. So Josh has given you four tactical takeaways today. I've just been sitting here uh, giving a little color commentary. And Let's talk about Ric Flair. We haven't talked about Woo! anything dumb. He's the jet... Flying, limousine riding, son of a gun. <laughs> what are we going to talk about Ric Flair? We I, talked about him last time. Yeah, I got feedback that people were like, oh, this this podcast could be about Ric Flair. And they were really disappointed when that, we didn't that carry we didn't get it in, That we didn't get deep into the into the Nate. Yeah, I don't know. Josh actually saw the Nate one time and, that, that, and that said, hey, Nate. And they turned around, he turned around and waved at I him. I had my three children with me. From I don't know fourteen to ten at that time, and I yell out Nate, 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 
And he turns around. I ask if he's keeping those gators down. If you don't know what I mean, go look up his his um, hype talk hype talk on on YouTube. I was like, you keeping them gators down? And that's when he turned around and, and made eye contact, one of the greatest moments of my life. And I said, can I get a woo? And he looked at me and pointed and said, woo, then dove into a little black car and took off. And, and I, my kids literally, the guy in the literally world. looked at me like, dad, why were you yelling at that old man? And that's when I knew I failed as a parent. <laughs> well, my failure with Ric Flair, which I might have shared on another one, so I'm going to throw that out there. If you've heard it, hang up. Stop listening, whatever, if you haven't. Uh, when I was, I believe, in college, we were flying somewhere, I don't know, in the airport anyway, and on our plane in first class were none other than the Nature, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, and the poet, Mia, Mia Angelou. Maya. Maya Angelou. See, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's how much I know. Yeah, this is why you failed. This is why I failed. That's why I failed at life. Anyway, so... Angelou's up there in first class, and Ric Flair's up there in first class. Are they class. beside one another? I think they were like rows beside each okay. other, but they had their own rows. And I'm so I'm, but I'm like four back in the cheap seats, and the the stewardess or attendant, whatever politically correct, walks by, and, and I said, "Hey, can I go up and get an autograph?" And she said, "I'm sorry, Miss Angelou is sleeping right now." And I said, "What made you think I wanted her autograph? I don't even know who that is." The Nate. I said, I want that guy's. And he's up there like drinking, partying, like having a good time. And she's like, no, you can't go bother them. And so I, not only did I fail at, you know, she thought I was looking for the poet's, poet laureate's autograph. I, I didn't know who that was. I had to ask. And then the Nate's up there having a party with his, uh, you know, spilt liquor. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go get an autograph. But I did fly on a plane with him. I saw him. I, I think we did get you a picture. You got high. We got a picture with him. You got high with the Nate. Technically, yes. Thirty thousand feet. Thirty thousand feet was high with Ric Flair and Maya Angelou. That's been Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Woo! and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.